Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Batter up, it's time for post-show recap coverage of a league of their own. Episode 3, The Cutoff. My name is Grace, I'm your host, I have two co-hosts. First, a woman who definitely knows that a dove is a pigeon, Marissa Garza. How are you doing? I think I'm fine, but I kind of didn't know that. Well, but now you I definitely do, do now. Yeah, but now I, I definitely do now. Yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. to this show. That's true, Thank uh, you. And a woman who has adequate conversation skills and would make an excellent date chapter. Sarah Ferguson, how are you doing? Well, this peach is fully ripe and ready to go. <laughs> Did you make peaches a pie? Will fly. Yeah, conversation pie was up there for my intro uh, lines as well. I was going to say someone who makes a mean conversation pie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am a pretty good baker, and I do think mm-hmm. that... Um, you know, baking is kind of like a like a peace offering. Mm-hmm. So I think that conversation peach pies, is that what you peach meant? O- yeah, peach <laughs> pie offering. I, I do, but also um, I think Carson's pies got her nowhere. So, and this is why well, cake is better than pie. He's that's a muffin. The moral of this episode. We now know the muffin man. Do you know the muffin man? His name is uh, Dove Casey. <laughs> I'm in the muffin man plenty of times. <laughs> big week, big week uh, for uh, I guess big months. I guess uh, I'm like adding myself that we're like uh, when we're recording this, but uh, muffins are big on Big Brother uh, recently. So uh, oh, yeah, so muffin yeah. gate, <laughs> muffin gate, and now, yeah, the muffin man. <laughs> um, episode three, the cutoff. Uh, uh, Marissa, overall, what did, what did you think of episode three? Well, I think in the last episode, we were kind of hypothesizing like how much more world building we were going to get. And I think Mm -hmm. this uh, episode answered that question like, hey, we're here, you know, you know about the world now. Let's move some things forward and see, see where we can get. We didn't get as much character development as we, I mean, introduction. I guess we got more development in this one than in um, other episodes. Overall, I thought it was like a great mid-season episode, like moving things forward. 
Yeah, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of conflict in this episode. Yeah, uh, uh, and there's a lot of comedy uh, uh, spaced in there uh, as well. Sarah, what, what did you think of this one? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought that there was a lot happening. I liked um, particularly Max's storyline. To be honest with you, I feel as though like I am being drawn so much more so to that side of the story because I just think that's like very compelling. Um, and I'm interested in seeing like, you know, Max thrive in whatever, you know, she's an excellent welder. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, and I love natural. that for her. A natural welder. And I love that yeah. for her. And she's so close to getting on the baseball team. So I yep. think like the stuff with Max is really good. And then on the other side of things with the peaches, um, I do like that we got to know Lupe a little bit more mm -hmm. and we got to see kind of something that she's struggling with, with her injury. Yeah. I also, I think um, that part of, I think that the reason that we're, uh, we don't, we, I think we commented on this last week and it was, it was when we were talking about that. It feels like um, one, the, 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 the show is sort of split in two in terms of you have everything that is always going on with Max and Clance, and then you have everything going on with the team. Um, and this, and we were feeling like the background characters of the team, like we're really like, this is like Carson and Greta's story last week. We get Dove and everybody else has sort of like really fallen in as like a supporting character. And because it's split, I feel like they weren't getting as much attention. I think they do a good job here of getting us intrigued in, in Lupe. I thought Shirley was really great mm -hmm. uh, in this episode. Joe even has uh, some, mm -hmm. some really fun moments. Um, and I think it sets up a lot uh, to come with like Esty as well um, in terms of especially her relationship with, with Lupe. So I thought that um, it really rounded out um, the team as a whole, while also really still maintaining most of the focus on, on Greta and Carson. So they have a lot to do. In the, I mean, even the Casey storyline gets advanced uh, pretty well in this episode. So Yeah, um, and I don't yeah. know like if this is like a goal of the show, but one of the things that I'm taking away because we're seeing the storyline so equally presented to us is just like the white experience and the black experience for these women during this time and the similarities and differences between them are really like just easier for me to draw because of how it's being presented to me. And I'm enjoying that, that perspective, getting that perspective and kind of seeing like what was up with, with those groups of people during that time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, I mean uh, this episode certainly like uh, in terms of, um, you know, gives us more of uh, the dub that we got at the end of last uh, episode mm -hmm. uh, that he is, uh, you know, we were like, oh, he's like actually a nice guy. <laughs> uh, except for Sarah, who knew immediately that he was uh, a scumbag. Uh, uh, you and I, Marissa, were like totally yeah. confused in this episode. He comes out and he's like uh, basically being like, it's not even real baseball. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot to get into. Uh, perhaps we shall start. I mean, I think the headline is sort of. Um, again, uh, uh, probably Greta and Carson and their and their relationship. Um, what did we think of this? Sort of the reveal in this episode is like they're they're pretty much like back flirting. They're like they have a lot of very cute moments. I very much like to like slide home and she's like gotcha. Like I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's super cute and so good. And they're stargazing and Joe interrupts. Um, but they're gonna Greta's gonna try and kiss Carson again. And this time it's Carson being like, no. Don't no, not not me. I'm normal, which is like, oh. boy, that's a bad thing to say. Oh. <laughs> I know that like it's internalized homophobia or biphobia or whatever, but boy, that one hurts a lot. Yeah, I was like, no, Carson, no, <laughs> don't yeah. say it. I think that it really stems from this dream that she had 
Right. Um, sometimes dreams, especially when they're so rooted in something that you're actually going through or thinking about in real life, mm-hmm. you get a lot of shame from them. So I think that she it's woke true. up and it was kind of like her visualizing. She She's not a, a, like a first person dreamer. She's a third person dreamer. So she was like, you know, is Mm-mm. that... Is that, yeah, she is, could see herself. Yeah, and, so she yeah. so she saw it, and then she it became real, and then she saw this intimate relationship between uh, Greta and Charlie, and she didn't like the situation. And then it's kind of like when you get in a fight with your significant other in a dream, and you wake up, and you're like still mad at them, even though it was your dream significant other that did it. She woke up, and she's like mad at Greta still and she doesn't want to talk to her and it's because like it's almost like she's embarrassed or like she's thinking of her yeah. in the dream so a la Phoebe from Friends uh, being mad at somebody uh, uh, for something that happened in a dream right is that yes. the, the story? Yeah. Uh, my, my, uh, my grandmother my nana uh, my mom always tells the story because my nana wasn't uh, around very long before uh, after I was born uh, but she got she was very mad at her one my mom one day she's like why are you so mad it's like because you're cheating like you're cheating uh, like with your uh, sister's like husband <laughs> like no I'm not it's like oh I think that might have been a dream <laughs> uh, she was very mad uh, my nana was very upset uh yeah i feel like in this yeah the, sometimes the dreams can be too feel too real you know well, uh, yeah and i also think that like okay so her world her her real world not dream world has been like upheavaled and turned upside like she's living yeah. in a world that she didn't think was possible like to play yes. baseball yes. and to be off of the non-farm of idaho and to you know <laughs> she um, doesn't live in a farm <laughs> <laughs> okay there are lots of farms in idaho. <laughs> And so, like, live the life she's living. So she has nothing really to ground her. So I yeah. think that, like, she she experienced this dream, like you were saying, Sarah, of, like, all of the stuff that I think, like, sometime, somewhere deep down she really wants to have happen. She doesn't know what to do with that. She's experiencing the shame. And then throughout this episode, we kind of see her, like, reaching for something to ground her. She's like, I got to talk to Charlie. I got to get on the phone. I got to talk to him. I got to be normal. I have to, like find something and then towards the end of the episode she's like yeah bye screw it like i think one of the things that's like yeah super you know um interesting about this show in that we're getting so much uh we're getting so many queer stories um and i think that um uh, max's uh partner there's something to this uh as Mm. partner um uh, whatever you want to call uh, her relationship with. I think her name is Gracie uh, having a little bit of trouble. For, they, I feel like they haven't name dropped her, which is like, I'm a bit annoyed by. Tell me the character's names, please. I believe her name is Gracie. And um, I think that her and Carson have these similar things happening where it's like, uh, it's almost like, um, you know, her dream, she is still like, you know, Charlie's part of the, you know, it's not like, right. oh my God, get off of me, Charlie. Like, you need to go away. Like, I want to be with Greta. It's like, Charlie's also there, which leads me to believe that that Carson could be um, bisexual. And in, in that instance, like, um, it's so interesting that like, when, when you have these choices where like both choices can be valid things that you want mm-hmm. uh, to do. One is like, I think, you know, in this scenario, a harder thing um, to do. Like, there's so much more risk in terms of being in like, um, uh, a homosexual relationship like being like with another uh, woman what that risk that comes along with it and and the like stigma and all of the stuff that um goes along with that whereas like um the relationship with with charlie um comes with challenges of its own in terms of like the type of gender role you have to play and the type of things that you know um when they get their paycheck 
It's like, yeah, Charlie's always wanted a house, you know? Um, so I think it's really interesting that like there potentially are like pieces of the, the you know, staying with Charlie, not choosing not to be with Greta um, that are enticing to, to Carson for some reason um, or oh. another that aren't just like, you know, I don't want to be with him, you know? Well, and I think it's um, financial based as well. So like, sure. not only is she like getting her own money, but at this time, women can't get loans. Like we hear from right. the other side of the story with Tony, you know, how groundbreaking it is that not only she is a woman, but she is a black woman who owns her own business. And but the, she couldn't do that with the name. Like she benefits from the fact that her name is Tony and not, right. you know, Marissa. So, you know, you get, you know, that privilege along with in that time, you get the male privilege that can can help you gain some safety. Yeah, I do think this the storyline is so much more complex, and it's it's better for this way that that it's not just like I'm actually I'm just completely a lesbian, and I need to you know. There's so much more um, to this story in terms of um, getting to live the life you want to live, and what that and what that means. I think it's really uh, interesting and, and complex, uh, and like the bravery that comes along with that because they're in this setting where there's so many hurdles like societal mm -hmm. hurdles to help yeah. to keep them from doing that uh sir we get uh uh are you familiar with charlie this is uh patrick j adams also known as mike from suits you familiar uh this is this is charlie it's suits guy is how i know him yeah uh <laughs> No, absolutely not. Not familiar with Suits? Yeah, that's fine. No, yeah. no, not my type of... I felt like there was a thing. time where, like, everybody was watching Suits. Uh, I, are you yeah. a Suits person, Marissa? Majorly into Suits, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, then uh, it's just me. I, I'm kind of one of those people that don't watch shows until years after. So maybe that's... Suits what, is maybe, a great show to yeah, find maybe, later. The maybe first, I need like, to get on the Suits train. Four seasons of Suits are great. But they're yeah. like really great. Yeah. And then I don't think I've watched anything <laughs> after that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. What did you think of this, this story, Sarah? So, um, it, okay. So who's the suits guy again? I'm so sorry. Charlie. Charlie. This is her husband who's at war. Uh, they have the phone oh, conversation. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was really interesting because there's a lot of builds up throughout the episode. We see her trying to get him on the phone and of course she keeps bringing up the letter the letter the letter the letter and mm -hmm. i thought her sister in the previous episode read the letter knew what the letter was about and insinuated that charlie saw the letter so her sister is a sneaky one mm. but turns out He's not even home. Yeah. He never yeah. yeah. He's in Dublin. He doesn't know yeah. when. We we home. do know. So is it is is this what? Because she thinks he's coming home. So do they send the letter home in which the sister reads it because she yes. knows that Charlie is his. Uh, she tells him last episode that his service got to, like his return home got delayed. Um. So would that be that, that makes? I mean, that's illegal from her sister to read it now. I don't know if it's illegal <laughs> yeah. in 1940, but yeah. yeah. So, um, but it, I, I mean, she still thought that Charlie read the letter up until this point. So, yes, I thought it was an interesting twist that she didn't, you know, he didn't read the letter. He's not even home yet. And then her response to that is like, great, phenomenal. Like, can't wait to see you. She turns around, grabs Greta from her room and initiates with her. 
Yeah, because Charlie yeah. like basically says, like, yo, my thing, like, first of all, I didn't just des- I decided not to come home right away. I'm gonna hang out in Dublin and like live some life before I come home to you, even though I've been away for like forever and a time. Like, I, like he's not even ready to like come home. Like, so that's the thing. So she's she hears that. And then um he's like, I really I want more for us. And she's like, Yeah, I want more for myself too. And this is what I want. Yeah, I think it's uh it's good. I think this idea, because I think there's this idea that like with Charlie, because we haven't really seen him in the show thus far, other than we the first, we first see him in this uh, dream sequence in the beginning. Um, but the idea of like being with him again, back to like getting the paycheck and like, oh, he wants a house. All those ideas of like what being with him is like uh, is very like um, fantasized, even even if it's like about like this like cutesy life that she doesn't even really want. Um, there's a, like a fantasy n- nature to it of like, yeah, we could buy a house, we'll do whatever. And then I feel like this idea of he's like, no, I want like, adventure so he doesn't even want the thing that carson thinks he wants That's right like, uh, uh he he's like yeah we're gonna like make the most of it we're gonna like explore and adventure and do all this stuff and she's like oh well i'm not even gonna like you know all this like the safetyness of like being with you it's not even like what i really right. want i'm gonna get that with greta so that's just like okay greta well uh, and she's and like I, I have yeah. this right here right now like i don't need right. to wait for you to come home i got this right here yeah it's well, also- don't, i don't want to waste a drop of it and so mm-hmm. just, yeah well let me not waste a drop of it with Greta. Yeah. It's also the sign of the times. Like maybe it's not necessarily what Charlie wants, but it's definitely what's expected is the nice house with the backyard, the white picket fence and the golden retriever, right? A boy and a girl, the, you know, the nuclear the, family, the yeah. nuclear yeah. family. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she, if, if I, I, I didn't perceive it as like, that's why I kind of felt like, with charlie on his way home in her mind it was a ticking time bomb of Mm -hmm. like i need to get my shiz together Mm -hmm. and become the typical housewife that i've been but with the um return of charlie being like a you know to be determined she's like oh i can explore some more like i can continue to be loosey-goosey i don't have to snap back to reality just yet yeah there's also the, you know, I, I was a little bit like, wow, there's a lot of Carson in this episode in terms of she's also involved in all of the uh, Dove uh, mm-hmm. and Lupe stuff. Um, she's like sort of uh, very much being put in a little bit in this like Dottie uh, a scenario of like being the leader that the team doesn't actually have. Uh, though it's it's different than the, than the movie for sure, because uh, Dove is like trying to assert his presence uh, it, it, in Jimmy was like so laid back, like sitting on the, on the bench drunk. Um, but the, the last thing she says, like, we'll talk about the Lupe uh, stuff as we go along, but in terms of how it relates to Carson, she says she yells at like uh, a dove, like don't stand it. Like if you, if you can't be a coach, at least don't stand in our way. And there's also almost a part of me that's like, she's kind of standing in her own, like in terms of her relationship, uh, what she wants out of life. Uh, she's, she was standing in her own way uh, uh, to a degree. Um, and when she has this conversation with Charlie, uh, she gets out of her own way and she goes to find Greta. Although Kelly uh, is there. I thought, I thought the humor in this episode was very, was very good. <laughs> it's, because uh, there's not only when uh, she wakes up from the dream and she's like, you were having a night terror. Like, and now we're so much, we're so sister. Like, uh, and then her just being like, like, and I know, like, it's not on purpose, but like, we've both started our days off on the wrong foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those friends who you have who like can often just sort of like make everything about them. I felt I was like, wow, that's that's surely uh, just like, yeah. Now my day is kind of ruined because you had it. Like, I know you had the night hair, but my day is kind of ruined now. <laughs> that's brutal, surely. I also liked uh, Jess's, uh, you know, because 
Carson said that she had a rash that she needed yeah. Greta to check out, mm-hmm. and Jess's response was like, "What bumps or hives or something like uh, that? Spots and bumps? Spots yeah. and bumps? Is it a spot or is it a bump? What kind of rash is it? We gotta like specify. It's really important. Another yeah. comical ish part of the episode was this like haunted double date. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, <laughs> So I, I mean to, to set it up. I mean, I, this this comes right after uh, uh, they've won the game. They yep. cheers. Carson goes to take the drink. She spills, and it's this very like you know, it's like the meet cute, even though they've already met, you know. Uh, and the cupping her clean off her shirt, and then she's like, you know, uh, there's different type of friends. And Carson, this is where Carson's gonna be so brutal. And I think what's very uh, been unique about the show is I wasn't quite expect like I, it's so quickly changed. Like at the end of coming out of episode one, we're like, oh my gosh, is Greta like the villain of this show? Yeah. And in episode three, I'm like, oh my god, Carson is such a jerk. You're such a jerk here. Um, and so I love Greta, who is this very confident person, puts on like such a display of confidence, is like, oh, Carson can be my uh can yeah. be my my chaperone, which I'm like, oh, that's what a great like you've taken the sitcom trope. I feel like a little, you know, uh, because I definitely thought we were getting Sarge on the uh on, as the chaperone. And I thought it was gonna be super sitcom-y, but no, they're gonna like have uh Carson joined and it was so fun. And Shirley. And Shirley. I, she it would be an absolute honor. There was transmission. There was transmission with Shirley, okay? <laughs> Can't forget about Shirley. Yeah, but no, Greta takes like full advantage of the situation and yeah. like lay, throws everything back in Carson's face and like even throws the normal back in Carson's face at that moment and knows what but- buttons to push. She's very good at the flirting. She's flirting everywhere with everybody all the yeah. time. Yeah, she is. Yeah. What do you think of the the uh, four way dinner scene, uh, Sarah? I just thought it was so funny because clearly throughout the entire date, it was just Carson and Greta making like poignant, like you know, <laughs> little like punches towards each other that nobody rules else was. Rules. Yeah. yeah, no one was picking up on it, and I mean, Carson got increasingly jealous. Shirley was totally in the dark. This guy thought that Greta was like obsessed with him. And then Greta is just like playing everybody in the moment. And it's like, really, it's such a funny like scene. And it's just like, once again, it's like, you know, I wish I had an ounce of Greta's confidence because she just, I don't know, not only commands like the attention on screen, but also everybody around her. And there's like straight up great comedy here too. Like, what what do you do? What do you do for a living? I'm a veterinarian. Oh, a hamster doctor? Like, oh yeah, the hamster like, doctor. Like, I have a degree. You know, I'm a I real. Treat, do- you know, yeah. and she's like, well, if like you know, if anybody walked in, like, really anybody? Like, what if I like if a hamster walked in? Yeah, sure. <laughs> And for, so good. In the defense, it's really hard to get into vet school. It is. I know. It's yes, school. it is. Yeah. Like, but it just the the term hamster doctor. Made Typically, me dentist. Typically, dentist is like I feel like the type of doctor who gets ragged on a little bit of like, yeah, you're real doctor. This is dentist. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's not, not me bad. saying that, by the way. Uh, I feel like that's the typical joke. Uh, even them talking about like, uh, you know, not a toupee. Like, if we start <laughs> off with like Greta just like touching this guy's hair and be, you know, I'd love to see a baby with a head of hair like that <laughs> yeah yeah um and there's also this like where uh it's like uh, you know in the you know i came you know i came to town because of the game the women play the, uh, with more heart than any men he's ever seen he's like but the skirts don't hurt and she's like actually they do hurt uh, <laughs> oh my gosh and the chafing situation oh no like, shouldn't order like, a hamburger my yeah. uh my 
<laughs> thighs look like uh ground meat or something like that yes like, oh yeah yeah uh yeah that's brutal surely uh, and i Surely's love he's not yeah. helping with the romance of the state there, but there was transmission sarah <laughs> surely yeah. had transmission there was <laughs> so energy good. uh well I, I love greta throwing back what carson said at her it's just like uh yeah. you know rules are rules when you sit here and try to be normal um and uh and then this is where i've never been on a date with three women and later she's like i actually have my mother my aunt <laughs> and this guy who was really upset uh yeah but greta and carson will chat uh uh and this is like you're the one who said you wanted to be friends um and this is where carson i feel like this internalized like homophobia biphobia of like you did this to me like yeah. i was fine and then you kissed me and now i'm not fine and greta just being like you are not fine like uh, you know um and uh, but Carson also admits here, she's like, you know, what do you want from me? You want me to admit that I'm jealous and I have feelings for you? Yeah, I do, but I have a life uh, and I can't just burn it down. Um, so yeah, this is pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Also earlier, Greta, like she's like, I haven't met anyone like you, Brent. Yeah. And it's like exactly what she had said to like, so she's digging. She knows exactly what she's doing and she's I don't know. She this still seems opportunity. Very manipulative. I know that. Greta? Yeah. Oh yeah. For like sure. it, it's once again something that we were talking about in the first episode. It's just like she just she kind of just knows how to play everybody and to use your own words against you continuously is actually pretty infuriating. Um and and like I don't know, it's manipulative. I I, I think- love Greta, but she's the way that she manipulates is like well, just something so i don't mean to defend because i think that what she, nope. there yes. are parts of what she's yeah. doing is it's but i also think that like there is something about like being especially at this this time right like i think people still have to uh do it because it's not like entirely safe everywhere in you know you know north america you whatever to like come out uh as queer and you do have to like you get this like skill set like you you actually do lie a lot as a queer as a queer person which is why like i think it's very interesting to explore um like specifically why queer people do very well at like reality show games where they're Mm. often like the people who get cast are like often these like you know they're like sneaky people it's like you do like you know the moment that i knew i was like queer i definitely didn't have like the language when i was trans but like you know i I did have to like intentionally lie to people uh, in high school of like for, for what I perceived to be like my own safety, right? Uh, whether that was like my actual physical safety or emotional safety of like, you want to go to prom with me? It's like, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely want to go to prom with you. <laughs> like, not really. There's like other people I would rather go to, but like, I can't. So like, it sounds weird to say that you like, you lie, but you lie by necessity. And so I think that like, you know, your skill set in terms of like, yeah, trying to, you know, maneuver around people i think is like a skill set that gets sharpened if you're like somebody who's closeted i i also think we learn a little bit about just like a little we get a little bit more of a nugget from greta's past with the paychecks and everything because joe's like we could send this to your mom and she says then that would mean that she would know where we are so i think like not only because i also imagine that greta had to you know like, and we see it in Carson. Carson's lying to herself the whole time. Like, there's a lot of lying to herself in this as well. Like, Greta had to do that for herself for a long time. So I think there's, like, she just doesn't know what to 
do with like I, I'd like to know more about her past to sort of see why she feels like this is her number one go-to defense right like I, I thought Joe was going to be in here to like we we get her like it's her in the scene being like oh we could send this to your mom like your mom has never made this much money in her life like yeah but she'd know where we are I really thought Joe was going to be in here to be much more of the like okay now here's the Greta like we would get like Greta and Carson yeah. and then we'd cut to like Greta and Joe and Joe being like what are you doing you idiot like what do you you know you get like for whatever either like go kiss her or like go you know like supporting her friend um but that really hasn't been how it's how it's worked so far but I, i'm with you i want to know more about greta wasn't there a scene where kind of joe got in between them she hot dogged them she should, yeah, yeah this is where they're stargazing and this is such a cute moment too they're talking about uh this is where there's uh, also going to be a revelation about carson's uh, mom um left the family when uh, carson was 10 but they talk about how you could like look up at the stars if you make your own constellations and they like tell you about yourself uh and then this is where you're going to get the really cute yeah and the, me talking about like the pun was the funniest uh, it was so cute uh, uh being like yeah the shooting a crab or something it's just like you're just very shellfish carson uh, i like that too i love it's, puns it's also weaponizing a little right like a little bit it's like a little bit i feel i love it because i feel like it's so greta to be like a little bit pointed like a little bit like being like you're, you're selfish but i'm also making a joke and i'm very confident you know but i think like the word selfish is worth some examination here because Sometimes in my life, I've been told I'm being selfish when I'm just trying to go after what I want in my life. And like, like the word selfish can get like a bad connotation. And Agreed. in this yes. like situation specifically for like what Carson's trying to do is she's trying to figure out what she wants with her life and she's trying to take steps going forward for it. So whatever selfish actually means, you know what I mean? Like we, we have like this negative connotation in society with the word selfish when well, I, I just Reddit, think it's like yeah. i'm just trying to be me i'm just trying to go be me in this moment it does feel like you know you could be shellfish you could be so in in terms of like forget everything at home like just kiss me right now you know that's that's yeah the, uh, yeah and i took from like you're you're just shellfish uh carson <laughs> yeah that's very cute and then the, i got you at home it's so cute i mean i'm i'm surprised that by the end of the episode they're like together i'll put that in heavy quotations because who knows uh i mean it is like this is a, a three of eight um but mm. you know i feel like a lot of times they're like will they won't they of nature of, of these shows means that like they'll get together in like episode seven or eight uh but theoretically they're going to be together which is interesting because i kind of felt like this was uh setting it up at the first episode of like oh they're gonna get together greta like kind of like you know brushes her off and that would be the story throughout the whole season but presumably they're together well as together as they can be. like can they be. have to be like true are they gonna be found out what's gonna true. happen true um anything else about greta and carson no i don't think so i think that um i think that the next steps are if carson is and greta are both past the point where they were previously of like do I like you? Do I want to, you know, act upon my desire for you? Then the next step is you're right. Like, will they get found out? Like, are people going to know? Um, right. Are they going to get in trouble? Will they get split up into different teams? And how would yeah. that drama be? So I think that um, maybe we'll have like an episode or two of them sneaking around, but then ultimately there's, as shows do, there's going to be some sort of something that's going to 
you know, get in their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I think we saw, a. am going to guess some foreshadowing with Lupe here when she says, I know your secret. Like, she says right. that to Carson. And I was like, oh, what's the, what secret did you know? What, what are you talking about there, Lupe? But uh, it was a different secret. But I night, think, you know. Practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel bad that they don't invite Lupe. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Sir. Let's take a quick commercial break. We come back. We'll chat through the rest of the episode. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I feel like the next picture is Max. Uh, yeah, go for uh, it. Yeah, so I feel like uh, the big piece here with uh, with Max uh, is uh, her relation, you know, getting the job at the the factory and, and uh, not wanting to let her, her mother uh, find out. And uh, boy, I almost feel like a good thing for her that the uh, foreman eventually is like, yeah, you're going to be a day owl. Because uh, I don't think uh, Max would have uh, held up that long to do night shift and day shift. At the, uh, this was salon. so exhausting. And yeah. then when would she get time to potentially play baseball? I know. On top of that, there's no time. That'd be a lot. Yeah. And that's where I think, like, that's where I started picking up on the, like, differences between, like, white and black in the situation because like everything that max has to go through is just like so much more than what i mean not saying that the peaches didn't have to give up stuff and have their have hardships of their own but like no one here and the peaches is working to is working two jobs trying to get on a team just to get on They're a lamenting team. their paychecks maybe yeah. i was like i'm gonna buy a real a fur coat where the animals real <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, exactly. You know, Max doesn't even want to make money at this point. She just wants to play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And so it's not just that she's working two jobs. She's also the the job that she's working at night. You know, got, uh, uh, is it Gary. Yeah. Gary tells him you have to go through his ego. Uh, and he's like, I don't think you can do that. Uh, but she does show that she can do it effectively. Uh, she's uh, she's doing the welding um, and he's sitting around reading a magazine. Um, so not only does she have two jobs, the one job that she's doing, she's doing all of the work. Yeah. I was very impressed with her welding. As I mentioned earlier, I love to see a woman who can use power tools or yeah. I don't know. It's more so than a power tool, but um, I thought it was really awesome. I did like, I mean, I didn't like the fact, but um I was satisfied that even though she was quickly found out to be a woman, they let her continue to work anyway uh, instead of sending her off. And I, they named that girl, Karen. (laughs) I like, I like that Karen had to bite her tongue because she's nasty. Um, 
And I, I mean, it's, it's kind of ironic, right? That she did such a good job that they promoted her to wanting to work a day shift. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, try less. Is that the moral? <laughs> yeah. It's quiet is, uh, th- what is it? Th- yeah. Uh, yeah. Qu- <laughs> uh, what is it called again? Uh, quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Yeah. Uh, where everyone's just doing exactly what they're supposed to, the, the bare minimum at your work. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a good point. The comparisons between like what it's, what black America and what white America is like at this time that um, Max has to do so much more to get less uh, than what any of the uh, white women uh, are getting at the same time. And we time. get like, um, you know, we get that Rosie the Riveter moment, but with mm-hmm. a black woman instead of a white yeah. woman. Like we're getting, yeah. we're getting different, you know, representations here, and it's really, really interesting to see. Yes. Um, what do we think? Max uh, is sort of, um, you know, using a mm. guy to a de- uh, not guy, uh, uh, Gary, uh, using Gary to a degree. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, no, so, it's just like it's just like yeah. when she goes, um, I'm just thinking of you and, yeah, you know, all of so the time, time we can spend yeah. together. Yeah. So it's interesting because I think that like uh, it is not the same as what uh, I would say that um, uh, Greta is 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 doing. It it, it feels uh, a different, but maybe maybe I'm looking at it uh, uh, wrong in terms of like, uh, yeah, I don't uh, but what is she why is she doing this with with Gary is this the thing of like is she does she really believe that like this life she like, like there's literally no life to have with Gracie we'll see the conversation between Gracie and Max where she's like I need you to tell you know my mom that like you, your husband needs me to work at the church like you know I, you know can you cover for me and she's like I'm not getting involved in your mess and so does like you know with Greta and Carson this idea that they could have like some sort of life together while it wouldn't be the same as what like Carson would have with uh, Charlie, it does feel perhaps more real than anything that Max could have uh, other than, you know, potentially having to be with, with Gary in the same way um, that Gracie has to be with, with her husband. I'm just wondering, like, you know, it's in here again, you know, uh, uh, sort of Max and Gary. So I'm wondering what, where it's leading. I think that Gary could be a good cover for her, but at the end of the day, I think that it just shows like Max will beg, borrow or steal to get, to play ba- uh, baseball, not basketball. Uh, what's a sport? Um, and I think that she she's willing to do what it takes. But yeah, I think that um, also I think that she has to think about like her public perception, which absolutely sucks. Well, and I think the difference, one of the differences we see here is that um max is using gary for resources right like he's got a connection to get her a job to get on the team and what we have with greta and carson is like love (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's just like you're you know it it's still manipulation um but it's to gain resources on on max's part so and i think that speaks to uh patriarchy race every like it, it's everything like sometimes you just you need to have a network and that's she's got to play the part to kind of get to where she needs to be yeah um and there's a lot more in this episode about like uh tony and and max's relationship we talked to, uh you said earlier that like uh 
information comes out about Greta and her uh, uh, mother. Uh, we get a drop about Carson, her mother. Motherhood, I think, uh, will continue to play an important part uh, in this show. Uh, Max's dad continues to be very sweet uh, and uh, loves to pull a little prank on <laughs> poor guy of making him carry around an egg uh this reminds me of the like uh baby uh project you get in high school uh i wonder how early they were doing uh, those but uh um yeah the, there's a lot here with like max being very afraid to tell um her mom um that she is gonna work at the factory to try and play try and play baseball well how do you say that to a woman who just spent a ton of money on a neon sign with your name on it? Oh man, the and neon it, sign. She's was... like the first black woman in Rockford to have this. Like, yeah. rough. It was it was pretty rough because you know, Tony is so proud of her daughter and she's so proud of like what she's built and the fact that max has been taking more interest in her mind is like very and taking and listening to her seriously as a mother and as a businesswoman and she does this like sign which is a nice gesture but once again like she's try trying hard so that when she reveals that she what she really wants to do then it will be like less of a blow. And I just, I kind of do feel bad for Tony in this moment because I just like, she should be so proud of her accomplishments. And I know that she wants to pass it down through the family, but um, I mean, the, I, the other thing that like really stood out to me in this episode was Max's line at the end where she was like, why would God give me mm. a gift if it wasn't my path? Like, yeah. why would I be so good at it if I wasn't supposed to do it? And it's also, like, to her mom. It's, like, I instantly thought, like, you know, Tony is, like, a great – has a great business mind. She's probably extremely talented in her craft. Like, you know, she was destined to have her own business and does – like, everybody should be able to fulfill their individual dream. So it, it it's – complicated and of course at the end of the day it's a, a relationship between a mother and a daughter and that is like one of the most complicated relationships there are yeah i thought that line also speaks to like the queerness of it all too of like why would yeah. god give yeah. me this if it wasn't my path if it wasn't a thing for me to go forward with and so adding that layer like Obviously, that's not what Max was telling her mom at that moment. She wasn't coming out to her mom. Right. But I think it does speak to the truth of Max's story as a whole in terms of everything that she's carrying with her yeah. and just trying to live her life. And from Tony's perspective, I have to imagine, you know, she comes from a family that came up to Illinois in the Great Migration, had to reestablish life security in a, in a situation where it's not very kind to people that look like her. And she's like finally feeling like she built something. She's ready to she's ready to give it up and she's married to the sweetest man she's got all of the so things yeah. and you know um I, I i would hope somewhere deep down and hopefully we'll see it in an, in an upcoming episode that tony can understand come to an understanding about where max is because she probably had that same dream same fire that that i mean that max has that's probably why she has it that's um, yeah. but i feel like she's just got a work through all of her she's got to you know get out of the way she's got to get out of her own way for that to happen i don't know if we'll see it this season or or whenever but that's my hope for her 
and Tony's speech, she says, like, she says, um, I don't always feel like I deserve like God's grace as much as he gives me. Like, I'm a little stubborn, you know, yeah. uh, uh, I, I love and again to the point of like in this episode, like uh, people using the, the things that people have said to them. Uh, and I, I, I don't I, Max doesn't say this to be like using it against her mother, but she does, you know, um, Tony gives the testimony of like, you know, uh, you know, God gave me like a man, you know, I didn't think I deserved it, but like, you know, now I have this, I have this husband. Um, nobody except for God thought I could own my own business. Uh, he put me on this path. And so then Max being like, you know, this is my path. I got put on this path by God. I think it's like, um, I, I think it's like really good writing. I think uh, to have people be able to say something and then later somebody else can say the same thing back to them. Um, but it means a lot, you know, it's different. Uh, it's good. Um, there's also all the guy in Clance, uh, uh, stuff. Clance is, uh, uh, looking like all of us in the weather that we're having, uh, in oh. 2022, uh, in the, in the outdoor church, uh, sweating and, uh, unfortunately she's going to pass out. Um, seems like she does not, does she, she must not catch that everybody's like, oh, like, you know, she did it because she's pregnant. She must have missed that. Is it, uh, that's what I took from the, the is it by the end of the episode. Uh, well, they're all standing around her. She's woken up. She maybe has not completely come to um, and doesn't realize that they're, they have all assumed that Clance is, is pregnant. And I have to say, I was kind of excited. That Clance, <laughs> like Clance, a little baby, a little guy in Clance baby. I was very excited. A little baby. I guess yeah. not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. So what, do you think that this was a, it was a panic attack of why she fainted? correct yeah, i think so yeah yeah um, well i can imagine what that she's would talking feel like. to uh she's talking to max and like all this lying is gonna get is gonna get you one day right she's <laughs> like take it from me uh, <laughs> gotta know this, what's happening uh is this the line uh max says uh are you supposed to be happy for me <laughs> and she's like asking her all the follow-up questions about her job at the factory uh but uh yeah i mean uh and then we'll find out later we we get uh uh uh, Max's dad giving him the egg. Uh, guy's gonna like say he's uh, he's ready uh, for this. Uh, I know that she hasn't told him, uh, but she's gonna reveal that. Uh, I love that she pulls it out of a comic book. Uh, mm -hmm. Is is a great little beat, uh, but it's actually draft notice, um, which I think it's like you know I think we're very lucky to live in a time where like there you know there is war happening in the world, but you know not to the point where like uh, you know anybody's being drafted or conscripted uh, into war. And boy, that's a really like scary uh, premise and idea, uh, a reality that like we don't currently live in, I feel like. Um, yeah. yeah North America, I at least. couldn't imagine yeah. like uh, getting this letter and then realizing, okay, I have to go to war. And then if I don't show up, I could also go to jail. Yeah. And what this means to my family, especially in Guy's situation, like he just got married, just had the housewarming, uprooting yeah. everything. Um, yeah, so I'm, in, I'm interested to see where that story goes, either whether Guy goes off uh, to war and what that means for Clance, or if there is a way in which he does not end up, um, going to war. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Do you think he's going to go? I could see the thing of, like, if he, he has something that he didn't know, you know, like, if there's a medical reason why he actually is not right. uh, fit to go to war, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I really like him a lot and I love him and clans together. So I'm hopeful we'll see more of him just so, because I like the, the actor and I, I like the character. There's um, the moment where they're late for the church event and she's like, I'll go on a sex trip. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. They're very cute. They're so good together. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, you could, 
cross your fingers. He he does wear glasses. So maybe there's like a nearsighted, oh. farsighted business that might come into play. Some yeah. flat feet. Yeah. Yeah. All the bone spurs famously. Yeah. Sometimes when I like, you know, when I think about like uh, the, the sad part of having chronic illness, we'd be like, wow, if we ever have like World War Three, I am not getting injured. <laughs> Uh, too many yeah. medical conditions to be going to war. Oh man, yeah, it's fine, you know. Uh, Looking at the positive of everything. That's that's so. right. <laughs> um, the last big storyline is uh, uh, Lupe and uh, and and Dove Casey and and Carson. Uh, Lupe is trying to throw the fork ball, but it seems to be not totally working and severely hurting her elbow. And this storyline made me so frustrated. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the first one in here where I'm like, uh, it feels very like uh, it's in here to create conflict between characters um i i like some of the messaging by the end of the the story i, I like carson standing up to uh dove casey uh being like don't stand in our way like this is this can be real baseball you're just saying it's not like you know you won't let it be real baseball um i, I like all that stuff i do feel like um yeah because immediately as soon as her elbow is like, he's just gonna pull her right uh, he's just gonna like pull yeah. her from the game and make her sit so this idea that like she has to like hide it i felt like uh wasn't totally working and the fact that they're going to like night practice and she's like i don't feel like they set up the fact that like loop is completely in like so much uh in dove's pocket that like they can't go to night practice because loop will tell the coach uh so she gets left out of night practice i i kind of uh i don't know what would you think of uh, marissa what do you think of this this storyline I think it was a little disjointed. I yeah. did enjoy just like the acknowledgement of like, it's going to be maybe a very crass comparison, but like white man using, uh, you know, right. immigrant person for fame and stuff. This is the whole storyline is like introduced at the, at press day. And it's like, right. you know, Lupe throws my, my fork ball and that's what it's going to stick. And all of the stuff and later off, we find out that the fork ball isn't even really what was really most successful for him. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I appreciate it from that point, but to your point, Grace, I did not, I didn't understand why they were leaving her out. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't get what, this is about then I was like oh I guess it's like seen as like coach's favorite I do think it was a way for us to sort of see how how Dove is gonna coach in comparison to how if you're coming into this like we are Jimmy Dugan's gonna coach right like this is like this is how we're gonna get that mentality into it but what they put Lupe through was not I don't think worth it for you know getting us into that mindset for him yeah and the whole like you went behind my back thing like never go behind my back and i was like i don't know it's told loop like maybe you should think about sitting like i don't i guess i guess what that's actually is loop actually does tell that they're yeah uh, she does right yeah yeah Yeah. she winds up saying it anyway but mainly because she got left out of it i think that she got um i think that everybody's main motivation is do the best they can win at baseball whatever whatever i think that lupe would like want to be part of the team and go to the night practices and also i wouldn't that they only are getting two hours of practice a day while the Mm. blue Sox get six hours of practice a day Mm -hmm. so that means lupe is only pitching for two hours i guess like that's probably good but yeah yeah like you know this fork ball is not even getting properly practiced 
because or other like maybe she should be trying the cur a curveball a different types the you know she was a very successful pitcher before this so uh if anything they need lupe to be at these night practices so that she can get more practices in so that they can actually strike people out which i have not seen them do thus far yeah and kind of give her space to explore something outside of Dove's mm -hmm. instruction in quotation marks. It's and kind of just like this is how you hold it and then you throw it. Yeah. And like a I hinge. Mean, yeah. I can only assume that her form is incorrect because I think that if she was doing it correctly, then she wouldn't injure herself doing it, right? Like you can only assume that that's the case. So yeah. obviously she is doing the maneuvers incorrectly. And then in turn hurting herself. Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why, like, baseball, but like, you have your repertoire of pitches, and not every pitcher has the same repertoire of pitches. If everybody could throw every pitch as well as each other, like, that would defeat the purpose of sports, you know? Uh, so it feels like, you know, the fork ball just isn't, you know, it's not Loop's, uh, Lupe's pitch. Uh, she, She's got to find yeah. her own. Yeah. It's like in Rookie of the Year with a floater. Yeah, that's right. Spoilers uh, for Rookie of the Year. Oh, everyone's going to be so mad. <laughs> um, I do. I did like getting some attention on Lupe, and there's obviously something with like SD uh, going on. There's the letter, uh, which looks like she's sending money to somebody, and SD says, "Oh, that's my grandmother's name." And yeah. so, you know, I presume that the storyline is like she has a female, uh, she has a girlfriend uh, that she's like sending money to. Um, but like, there's a lot of queer stories on the show, which I'm like not mad uh, if uh, Lupe's <laughs> is another one. Um, but I, I don't know. Is it? I read that from like. Um she's sending money home to her family yeah. and showing her her family it's like because she name. like yeah but she yeah. well it's Esty's grandmother's name but alma is like just like just like a name it oh. actually means soul it's like a very beautiful name um oh. but like she's taking clippings from the newspaper she takes out so the the headline is about dove and the spaniard yeah. uh striker right and so she cuts off the headline and sends margarita the on the mound as well yeah yeah she sends the picture and money home to the family to say, like, my coming here is worth it. Like, my that sacrifice is sense. worth it. Yeah. It's a very common American uh, immigrant story. Yeah. That makes uh, more sense. And that's what sort of she's like trying not to let SDC. Uh, and then this is a little confusing about like, yeah, because again, I wasn't I didn't realize that Lupe was like completely being left out. He's going to be like you know, you're not in bed, you're hiding something too. Yeah. Then Esty's going to get Carson to come. I guess Esty like rats on Lupe uh, that her arm is sore and she's like icing it in the garage. Uh, is a, a little clunky. Garage. Yeah. A busy garage. Very busy garage. Uh, story's a bit clunky. But uh, overall, I like that we get some focus on, on Lupe because, you know, as I've said, I, I kind of want more from the rest of the team. Uh, there's some very funny lines uh, for the rest of the team. Uh, uh, actually, this is a funny line. Lupe and I, whether it's Jess or Kelly, but the uh, Moose Jaw, the girl from Moose Jaw, uh, she's like, you know, I know what they do. And you're, whenever you're on a sinking ship, you got to get rid of the dead weight. She's like, how many sinking ships have you been on exactly? And tell me every story. <laughs> was very good. Uh, any other lines that stuck out uh, or, or bits from this episode? I mean, it's not. I don't. It's not. It also has to do with Moose Jaw and her outdoor skills. Yes, that was also an interesting, funny. I don't know how you're doing this. <laughs> Explain the the physics. Like it does not compute. Yeah. Uh, so SD 
Esty says tries to say something in, uh, to Shirley, but it's in uh, Spanish and she doesn't understand. She goes, "It's a helmet." <laughs> Her helmet while they're all riding bikes. Uh, I love. I actually really like the like go and practice. Uh, it's a little silly to practice in the dark, um, but I very much felt like there was so much camaraderie uh, on the team. I thought that yeah. was really uh, yeah. fun. Uh, Maybe I was like talking about how much he loves butts. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was so much fun. I also enjoy the that they can speak Spanish, like straight up speak Spanish on the show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's really it. Did we miss anything? Uh, I mean, besides the egg test, the egg test, yeah, was, yeah, the the biggest trope of uh, if you can take care of a baby, if you can keep this uncooked egg alive for uh, what nineties shows have you seen the egg yeah. trope on? Because I'm everything, sure there's crossover, everything, and Lunch. it happened. It happened in high school. I swear to goodness. Of course, there was the home ec class that had the egg because the baby dolls that cried got removed they got they got removed because i don't know why so then you had to get switched over to the egg but is there a show that had like a bag of flour as well i feel like there's a show (laughs) yeah 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 um is there any uh credit to saying if you can take care of an egg for a week then you can take care of a baby i mean it's smaller than a baby so it's got to be more difficult is it more difficult to take care of an egg I mean, it's smaller. You drop it. it. The egg is not animate I, and has no needs. So I don't yeah, really know. If yeah, yeah. Any... That's the trade-off. Yeah, yeah. And much, yeah. I think it's like, it's. it, it can't be a bad sign if you kept an egg alive for a week. I yeah. Know, it can't like, be a, it can't, yeah, you know, but probably no indication credit. of how good. Yeah. yeah you get a check good. plus, check plus on the assignment. <laughs> not yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm the least likely to be able to keep the egg alive for a week between the three of us. I don't know. I have a bad memory. <laughs> I don't know. I have a bad memory. I would forget about the egg. I think Marissa's our only hope. (laughs) Please keep the egg alive. My egg high school experiment was not with babies. It was egg wars where you had to build a contraption and send it flying towards another egg. So, I mean, I can keep it safe in that regard. We did a lot of that at at the outdoor education center I worked at. A lot of Mm -hmm. uh, egg drops. Egg drops, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah, uh, I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, a lot of conflict uh, uh, induced, but uh, we do get a nice happy moment at the end between uh, Greta and Carson. So, um, yeah, that's episode three, the cutoff. Um, Rissa, what else do you have going on? Well, I am talking the bear with Latanya Starks here on Post Show Recaps. We are wrapping up our coverage, I think, around this time. So uh, if you haven't watched the bear, it's only eight episodes. It's about Chicago and restaurants and good times. So if you want to check that out, please do. And you can listen to our podcast there. Otherwise, I am in the Post Show Recaps Discord, which you can get access to if you go to postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash recaps. We're very accommodating. You can go to either yes. one. Yes. And at any level, you can get access to the Discord and hang out with us there. Other than that, I am on Twitter at MarsBars, M-A-R-Z-B-A-R-S. Uh, Sir, how bear, about you? The bear what? just dropped on uh, in Canada on Disney+. Plus. So I'm oh, my, oh yeah. really? Yeah, we haven't been able to launch it. Oh my gosh. Legal. Check it out. Check Mm -hmm. it out. I will. Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, what about you? Oh my goodness gracious. We are having so much fun, Jessica and I, covering Pretty Little Liars Original Sin uh, on uh, Posture Recaps. It is so 
so dumb but so good mm -hmm. just like what you want your pretty little liars to be we are solving the cases or we're totally far off check us out on uh the hbo recaps feed the main feed wherever all the feeds yeah um loving it having a great time of course you can find me at shit 90 shows taught me um i think i mentioned earlier but later this month we're covering xenon girl the 21st century yes grace exciting. were you a xenon fan no I oh no. It out. no you've never seen it no. Okay, Zeta Sapitas, you have to check it out. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> Marissa, did you know Xenon? Uh, through my sister. Yeah, Xenon Zeta Sapitas, like, you both yes. know it. No, but I watched it through, like, my sister okay, always good. had it on TV, so. Good. It's such, wow. it's the best decom there is. Check it out. You can it's find true. me at Sarah Ferguson. Uh, amazing. Uh, I am covering many things. Uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, yeah. the Sandman, uh, movies each week. Uh, this week, I believe, uh, Bullet Train, uh, and and Prey. I think we're covering uh, these few weeks of the Predator uh, prequel, which uh, people are saying is very very good. Um, also, I'll be covering House of the Dragon on Sunday nights. Um, when that show pops up, very very shortly. I'm very excited about that. Mike and I will be on the immediate recap pod on Sunday nights. Uh, check that out. And over on Rob is a podcast. Podcast. I cover sports with the Offspeed Podcast. I mean, if you're here for the baseball, come join yeah. us on the Offspeed Podcast uh, for more sports coverage. Um, I think that's it for uh, this week. We'll be back in a few days' time with episodes of sports coverage. Until then, play off the high ones. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.